Today's New Testament reading is from Acts, the 10th chapter. Cornelius's servants called out to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, was lodging there. And while Peter was pondering the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are looking for you. Rise, and go down and accompany them without hesitation, for I have sent them. And Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one you are looking for. What is the reason for your coming? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man who is well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and to hear what you have to say. So he invited them in to be his guests. The next day he rose and went away with them, and some of the brothers from Joppa accompanied him. And on the following day they entered Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up, saying, Stand up, I too am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many persons gathered. And he said to them, You yourselves know how unlawful it is for a Jew to associate with or to visit any one of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. I ask then why you sent for me. And Cornelius said, Four days ago, about this hour, I was praying in my house at the ninth hour. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard, and your alms have been remembered before God. Send therefore to Joppa and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon a tanner by the sea. So I sent for you at once, and you have been kind enough to come. Now, therefore, we are all here in the presence of God to hear all that you have been commanded by the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, we welcome Pastor Michael Dixon. Today's message is developed through one verse, Acts ten nineteen. Oddly, Lutherans tend to preach and teach God as Father and Son, but tend to omit the Holy Spirit. It is easy to preach the law and gospel, but how often do we speak about this mysterious Numa? We know God gives the law, and through the prophets promises his son Jesus. The gospels generally portray Jesus and his Father. This sums up about 90% of all sermons. It is easier and flashier to talk about Father and Son rather than the Holy Spirit. When did the Holy Spirit become so important? If we look at Genesis 1-2, we see the Spirit at creation hovering over the waters. Later, before his ascension, Jesus breathes the Holy Spirit on the disciples, saying in John 14-25-26, These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance 
all that I have said to you. In a few short days after the ascension, the Holy Spirit at Pentecost pours himself with mighty sounds of rushing wind, flames shooting the heads of the apostles, voices heard by all in all their own languages. This is one of the most vivid images of the Holy Spirit's power. Many Lutheran pastors, the Holy Spirit is almost a footnote in sermons and Bible studies. It does not mean the Holy Spirit is gone from the picture. He is certainly not. At times, a brief but important reference is made to him. The Holy Spirit still impacts our lives as the pastor when he prepares the sermon. The Holy Spirit, during those two o'clock wake-up calls, gently prods or demands certain thoughts to be included. Sadly, pastors rarely mention the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit also speaks to everyday Christians. He shouts faith in Jesus, of Jesus' salvation to an infant before baptism. Other times, it is a simple gospel priest allowing the Holy Spirit to give faith in Jesus' work. In daily life, men receive a subtle leading by the Spirit, a sudden urge to speak to one or to go to someone's age, aid or provide for a need. As he led Peter, so he leads all Christians. Sadly, often the person doesn't hear. Other times, all that is found is resistance or rejection. An unanswered call often gives the person an unexplained sense of failure that is overwhelming. When we read before this lesson in Acts 10, 13 to 16, we see Peter having a vision of clean and unclean animals. God tells Peter to eat. Now everything is clean. This simple idea changes the way Peter looks at evangelizing, no longer limited to Jews, but also to Gentiles. While Peter is trying to figure out what happened, the Holy Spirit speaks to him. And while Peter was pondering the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are looking for you. Rise and go down and accompany them without hesitation, for I have sent them. When the Holy Spirit speaks, listen. Peter was sent to meet three men. Peter, it is time for you to follow me. No purpose was given, only the command. Do not hesitate, do not pass go, and do not make them wait. Go. When the Holy Spirit called Peter, he instantly obeyed. The result was Peter met Cornelius and shared the gospel with all who are with him. If Peter did not answer, many souls would not hear the gospel message. Today, the call still comes. In love, the Holy Spirit teaches you all things, bringing you the right words at the right time to share the gospel. Jesus promised the Holy Spirit would do this. His message is simple. Jesus hung on a tree to clear your sins away, rose again the third day, and ascended to heaven. The Spirit is left to guide and leads God's, and lead God's people until the blessed day of Jesus' return. As promised to the apostles, Jesus leaves Christians with a continual 
and constant counselor, companion, confidant, and collaborator. Amen. We thank Pastor Michael Dixon from Prince of Peace Lutheran Church in Corinth, Mississippi, for today's meditation on God's Word.